And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to a Vegas edition of the, I don't know, what are we calling this? Warriors All 82 podcast, Warriors Plus Minus, Combo. We, we've got some post games to talk about somewhat. Marcus Thompson. Hold on, hold on. Summer League games count as the 82? I mean, I didn't do all 80. It was only 72 games last season. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't do all 72. So I need, yes, they do. Practices sometimes need to count. All I'm saying is uh, all 82 has been co-opted and as a subsidiary of words plus minus so it's all the same it is all the same it's all the same uh we were in vegas both of us uh what is the topic number one of, of your time in vegas as we discuss warriors jonathan kaminga yeah i agree <laughs> kaminga 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 uh and look that's not even like that was the case before we got there right that was the case at sacramento but at the draft, when a, yeah. when a certain someone essentially put him as an immovable part of the core, right? Uh, um, as the 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 big get of the entire draft, essentially. Uh, so yeah, they they put that value on him from the beginning, right? Like so, it's been about Kaminga even more so than Moody. Obviously, they're seven picks apart, but. Kaminga is the one who they are kind of grouping with Wiseman as the future. So that turns him into, you know, what we watch and what we care about. And, and all, you know, with all due respect to him, he's actually been very intriguing and very uh, entertaining. He's lived up to the billing. Yeah. He, um, you know, it's like I was sitting next to Nate Duncan during the game yesterday, the uh, Raptors Warriors game. And it was like, ooh, you know, 10 minutes before tip. You know, the stars are rolling in, Steph's rolling in. It's like Scotty Barnes against Kaminga. Like, yes, this is going to be uh, of heavy interest because, to be honest, two months ago, Kaminga is a top five prospect. Scotty Barnes is considered kind of in that muddled 7, 8, 9, 10 range where Kaminga ends up falling. Barnes is one of the guys that leaped him. Scotty Barnes doesn't emerge as this, you know, elite prospect. Kaminga never falls. Uh, to the Warriors so you know we're, we're just interested to see those two guard each other that's the other thing they're like yeah. power fours yeah. um, Kaminga kind of bodied through Fr- Franz Wagner in, in the magic game which is another you know guy to compare him to another kind of a bigger four but it was like I want to see if he can go through Barnes um, because it's the, probably the biggest rookie he was going to face and and he literally did first play first play of the game <laughs> it was just like you know, power dribble, you know, boom, bump, bump, go up. And like, to be honest, you know, you're watching the whole game and it's like every possession, it's either something great or something terrible from Kaminga. It's like, oh, what a rough attempt at that rebound. Oh, he tries these like outrageous dunk. He missed all three of his attempted dunks, but they were all like those that the entire building. They were going to shut down the internet. Yeah. That you, you know, when you're in the building, the, the it was, oh, and then like you kind of calm down. Um, But it was, 
you know, it took bad turnovers at times. I, you know, he's had some airball threes in, in the summer league. Yesterday, he hit three threes. You know, when you're sitting there ready to be like, I just don't think he's going to be able to hit threes at all. He hits three. But then three it, out of five, too. What was like interesting is three out of 30. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was towards the end of the game. You know, you're sitting there discussing the night and you're like, you know, I'm not ready to say Kaminga is better than Scotty Barnes, but he has been the story of this game. He's just out there trying yes, stuff, yeah. doing stuff, you know, poorly, well. And then it's like Scotty Barnes, he kind of was just pretty quiet all game. I don't know. And like that's somewhat of the appeal of Barnes is he's a glue guy. But it's, you know, when we're talking about a fourth pick and a seventh pick, Kamingo looks more like the, the seventh pick where there's the home run swing. And uh, that, to me, has been the topic, like you said, storyline number one of the Warriors over the last few weeks. It's like there might be something there with Kaminga. But that's the thing. They they didn't get him necessarily to play a role. Like he's going to have to start by playing a role, right, especially if he's going to get on the court as a rookie. But they didn't get him for that. They got him to be a star, right? They got him because of the star potential. That's what's jumping out is the star potential even when they faced um uh mitchell uh even against my like in just about every game the only player he's played against who could kind of match or exceed star potential was Jalen suggs everybody else they might have played better but the guy you couldn't take your off of was kamiga right the guy who looked like man if he ever figures it out like he's gonna be great, and that—that's why they got him. And we can, we can already. You can't. Isn't it super obvious after watching them for what four games, five games, where you could tell like why the Warriors fell in love with it, right? You could just see the moment where they were like, "Oh my God, we're gonna get this well, guy." Like, you know what this is? Let's just remove the words Kaminga and put the word James Wiseman in. And exactly. Yes. We, Remember when we watched his first four games against yes, the Nets? Absolutely. It was like, whoa, oh. did you see that? Oh, he's hit it. He hits threes? What's he going went on? coast to coast yeah. with the dribble. Yeah, he did he just checks. Euro step over uh, Plumley, And it was like, you know, early on, you can kind of, you know, you, you don't worry about the mistakes. Over time, the defensive errors, particularly as you get deeper into a season and, and they're trying to win. And and we start to get plus minus numbers that are like, and eh, they're better with Kevon Looney on the floor. It's like pretty unquestioned at this point. But at the same time, it was like, you know, I could show I could show you a Jonathan Kaminga summer league highlight package already. And I could show you a James Wiseman highlight package through 20 games of his career. And you're like, whoa, wh- you know, what do they have there? And that is... I mean, it's going to make next season so interesting because they, you know, how Wiseman was the issue last year. They yeah. have two James yeah. Wiseman. Hey, you know what's interesting now that you think about it? I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't, it definitely wasn't on this level, but does Poole fit in this mold? Did they get him thinking at some point this dude's going to be a bucket? I'm trying to remember. I know it clearly wasn't on the level of like he's going to be a star like Wiseman and like Kaminga, but it almost feels like. They're, 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 we see a trend here. They're developing a type, right? Like, yeah. if you could just stomach the the rough around the edges, this like they're 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 really attracted to big time player potential when they see it as somebody more so than the that was, that was the correction from the Jacob Evans miss. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you know, before that, I mean, obviously they were later in the draft, right? So they kind of. They kind of had to pick that, but that had been the run when they had the four all stars. It's like, let's get somebody who could fit. And now it's like, man, maybe forget the dudes who could fit. Like, let's go with the dude who oh, might take I mean, this thing over. 
Yeah, I mean that's the the, the draft strategy has has clearly shifted over the last couple of years from like somebody who can help this dynasty core to somebody who will be part of the next core. Screw this dynasty. We're on to the next. <laughs> I mean, Joe Lacob said it himself, essentially. Amazing. <laughs> so. But but here the interesting part is like we, we could look at like a Jacob Evans and say, you know, or Pat McCall, right? Where it's like, all right, Damian Jones, we we see what you were trying to do. You probably just missed on the guys, right? Because if they got a guy who actually fit, it would have been it would have been it would have been brilliant, right? The whole Looney. Spurs I mean, Looney's yeah, kind Looney, of a win Looney was aspect. that, yeah, yeah, absolutely, he was that. So, are, are are we looking at this? Do we look at this situation and say, man, let's see if you got the right guys, but the thinking is right, or is now the time where you should probably be thinking, like, do you get the fit? Because even though Kaminga stood out more than Barnes, there's some things about Barnes where you'd be like, all right, you know, he can play. Well, He'll I mean, that, play. That, that would have been the Davion Mitchell at seven. Yeah, absolutely. Choice. That, you know, in that some would have been ways, a Corey Kispert, right? In some ways, if they were going to draft instead of trading assets, it, it, that is the, the idea of getting two picks and going Moses Moody on the second one. I, I don't think anyone there thinks Moses Moody's going to turn into an all-star. But that was kind of let me know, introduce you to Little Rock, Arkansas, sir, where they all are like Moses Moody is the next Joe Johnson. Are they going to when Moses Moody's like making his fourth all star team and getting hype videos? Are they going to play this podcast? They're going to play. Nobody gonna thinks play you. this guy's going to be. Absolutely. They go play. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? I mean, like they kind of were able to. I mean, that was the whole strategy leading up to the draft, right? Particularly yeah, coming up. You've got to yeah. take the swing there and maybe go safer at 14. Uh, and that, you know, might have been Duarte, too, uh, you know, or Trey Murphy. But I just I mean, your original question was like, is this the right strategy, essentially? Um, I mean, that's this this existential question that has lingered over the Warriors for the last you know year. And it's just like heightened during the summer as they know Clay's coming back, as they know the core is aging, as the Steph Curry extension loomed until it didn't loom because he signed it. Uh, it's we'll see. I mean, we'll, it, it's on them to develop and speed up the timeline of the young guys. And it's on the older guys to try to like hold the fort until then, which includes try to age as gracefully as possible. And it's an attempting to fuse two errors. It's very hard. It's very uncommon in the NBA. Uh, it's probably pretty risky. It's, it is risky. But, you know, that's Joe Lacob. I mean, to, to me, one of the quotes at the end, he said, he, remember, he was like, if you can do that, do that. It's magic. And like, that's his idea, right? It's like he yeah, has he's this going for magic. Yeah. Magic idea of like still competing now. And, you know, it kind of ushering in. And the party never stopping. Yes, right? Just exactly, keep going, right? Exactly. Yeah. So right when those dudes are done, the yeah. new dudes will be ready to take over. It was like, like Steph, that, that's Steph you plan. about ready to go uh, be a spot up shooter in the corner as the like, 24 year old Jonathan Kaminga is just like scoring 27 tonight. I know some Warriors fans are going to get mad at me about this because, you know, a few of them were saying it in the comments of my piece. But man, the magic was actually the guy who went to the magic. Right. I mean, I like Suggs that. looks like the perfect blend of a dude who can contribute now and who's going to be a star. You know, who uh, shouldn't be getting mad at you? Warriors fans. You know, who should be getting mad at you? Raptors fans, or maybe mad at their management or whatever. Yeah, happened yeah. there. Back, no we heard, we hear about the bad workout in Toronto, blah, blah, blah. But 
you know, again, it's it's three summer league games. I'm not here to kill Barnes. Barnes actually was pretty solid in the first one. I didn't watch a ton of it. I know he had to get like 18, eight and five or something like that. So we'll see. I think he is solid, though. No, he's solid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not going to I don't think he's going to be a bust or anything like that. But I think there's a chance, you know, two years from now, you're like Suggs dropped a five. Really? There's definitely a chance, but you know, hey, I, everybody else is trying not to get too hype about summer league performances. I am all in. Let's go. I'm here for uh, projecting careers based off what happens to Thomas and Mac. This is the this is the part of Vegas that will not stay in Vegas. Well, does the Cox Center count, or are those games like? What yeah. They do put like the sparkling match. The big Thomas, right? Yeah, you know, you know, you made it when you played at Thomas and Mac Summer League. You know, you're a draw. Speaking of which, as we talk about projecting for the rest of the or how about the season? Can 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 uh, can we get Gary Payton the second uh, a, a roster spot now that he provided the highlight that Jonathan Kaminga could not. Or that he couldn't. He was actually killing or like so he's walking up post game, you know, in that little like you know, pit down there. And it was like Larry Harris and I, I might have been Dunleavy. I don't know. It was like a few Warriors people and Peyton's walking by and they see him, they start giving him crap, like, oh, oh, you could finish this one, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause the game before, remember you, you missed you know, that back dunk. Yeah. And it was a key, I think it was an overtime. It was like it was huge, an overtime. Yeah, it was like a huge it might have tied the game or put him ahead and uh, it was like a, I think it was a really was it a good Kaminga pass or Moody one of the two man I think it was I think it was Kaminga on that one Moody had the no look that yeah. he did finish yeah so and yeah he rim checked himself on what was about to be a very pretty reverse and you could tell that and he had he had a couple of already right yeah. so he had a couple baseline he had a few I think he had like three dunks just roaming the baseline and, dunk and being available dunker spot which is crazy right for six three but he got man he got so cute on that last one though. I don't know. He did. It's exactly what it was. He was like styling. Like, let's go. Much. I've already done a regular yeah. old dunk in the Tomahawk. Let's take it backwards. And we had a Grand Hill drink Sprite moment. Yeah. So, you know, they were kind of like, oh, you know, you finished that one. He came up. He was joking about it a little bit. But, you know, his, his situation is interesting. Um, I, I was a little surprised he agreed to push his you know because this isn't just the warrior saying hey we're gonna push your guarantee bit date back to the regular season like he's got to agree to that um you know and i it's we don't know as much as maybe the people behind the scenes know about what his other opportunities might have been is there a team out there that was ready to give him a, any type of you know guarantee uh probably not since he took this deal but he seems to think he said on the record last night uh, when I asked him about it that he thinks they're going to give him a legit chance to, to come in and try to win a roster spot. Uh, it's it's going to be tight on the back end of that roster. They're, they still maybe could add like a veteran guard. I mean, like point guard is still probably the softest spot. We could argue maybe they should add another center. They'd probably say they're going to play Draymond a bunch at center. Bielitsa can play five. So I think point guard probably is more important than than center. But you know, why can't it be Gary Payton? It might come down to Gary Payton against Michael Mulder in camp for a roster spot. Uh, but I think both uh, I think the Warriors are very happy that he agreed to, you know, come into camp and try to earn a job. And he, I, we've both talked to him on and off the record. He's confident he can do it, you know. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. I talked to him um, before the last game. Um and he he was expecting to get cut. <laughs> he was expecting to get waived, and then he was hoping to get a training camp invite. That that's what you know. That's what he told me. Like you know, but because his his thing was 
he's he hasn't had the chance to start any camp with the team. It's always he, he's a 10 days coming in and he plays well enough, but not well enough to stay. Uh, so, you know, he just he's very confident that if he gets a training camp and gets to start with a team and grow with a team and let a team like know him, that he will he will get on. And he's 28 now, so. It's, it's about time, right? This is it. This, this, <laughs> this is, is it for him. And he, I think that's why he kind of agreed to this. Like, give, like you said, give me the full chance to go in and, and just try to outplay people. Because a training camp, like, those are really good long practices, scrimmages, like guarding people you're competing against, installing, you know, the offense. Like, that what you're mentioning a 10 day in the middle of the season you get there and it's like okay well the veterans aren't practicing today we're we're like watching film and like getting shots up okay the game's starting you know think about gary payton's two 10 days with the warriors he 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 had some nice moments but it was like in like four minute little spurts where he was like entered the game and then half the time he wasn't playing then he came back for a potential playoff run and sat there on the bench and watched two playing games and then waved goodbye for the season so he hasn't really got a shot uh, like you know what he's done in summer league. I know has already impressed them enough to to where they're comfortable bringing him to camp. Uh, and you know the other thing is coaches love Gary Payton, all because of his defense. You know I talked to one love coach it. after the Magic game, and I was I was actually just talking to them about Suggs and Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony had a really bad night. Suggs, like you mentioned, was really good. And there was like, and maybe we should have had Gary on Suggs, but there. Part of the reason Cole Anthony had a really bad night was, was Gary because Gary was you know, on him, yeah. yeah, and it was the kind of and it's like man, they just they love the way you can put him on a few different positions, and he is kind of a shutdown guy. Now the shot we both have seen, and I mean it's getting a little bit. They better. said we, you you were there. I wasn't there last night's game. Uh, he I think he had a pull up three in transition, and uh, I think whoever was on the broadcast was like, man, that's a nice looking shot. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like we we saw. <laughs> We were watching in practice. <laughs> yeah, there were some shots that didn't look so nice, and we we're like, "Yo, he's got a that." That's the thing that stops him. That's the that's the thing that stops him because, I mean, the Warriors don't have a guy like that right now. They don't have a guy who can say, "All right, well, we need only, you to make his life miserable right now." Not only do they not have that, they let. I mean, that's they let Kent Bazemore go. He kind of was. There. They let Kelly Oubre go for Kelly Oubre's faults. He was could he could he pick could up do. full court. He could yeah. bother ball handlers. I mean, you remember when they came back against the Lakers? Part of the reason was Kelly Uber was like picking Schroeder up full court. Yeah, At one he, point, there was an inbound that yeah. he like batted off Schroeder's leg, and they did the first down. I mean, how many first down signals did we, did we see? see? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that would you know that's what the roster's missing. And you'd say you know if it is him against Mulder, there's a lot they like Mulder. They like his shooting. They feel like he's tough defensively. You know, even if there are errors at times, but it it's like. They added shooting and passing and, and smarts this summer with Iguodala, Bielitsa, Porter. They, they're missing that defensive pressure and, and by losing Bazemore and Ubre. And to me, that's like it, I, I'd maybe lean towards Peyton. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I, I lean towards Peyton because, yeah, for one, I just, I like that. I think the, I think uh, Igadala will be able to give you that, but I don't, I don't know if I want to use that. <laughs> You want Andre Iguodala in Game yeah, Seven nah, of yeah. the season, like nah, slapping you want, the floor? Nah, you want to save that for the moment when it counts. But I do think they need that, and I actually think that might be how he he uh, he makes his team. Like just go guard Steph Curry, and if you can do anything against Steph Curry, it's gotta help his chances, right? But I also, man, I think the things we've seen him do from a finishing standpoint, from a penetration standpoint, from an explosiveness standpoint. I think that more than makes up for a shooting to me. Like, I mean, I know it's a summer league dunk and it's not that big of a deal, but who can do that on this team? Like who's going to drive plant, take off and bang on somebody. Kaminga's one of them, right? Like he tried, he tried about four <laughs> he, times. he's somebody who can do it. Like who else can do it? Wiggins can do it. You know, he's got to see that lane though, but they just don't have, they, they definitely don't have anybody under six, five who can do it. So I, I've seen a lot. I, I like his rebounding at, from a guard position. I like how he, he definitely has a nose for the ball. He's got long arms. Somewhat, gets of, to the a, rock. somewhat of a guard version of JTA. Yeah. Yeah, know. definitely. No question. Uh, and you know, you, you won't need to play him 20 minutes a game. It's in spots. I, I just like what he brings. It's, it's an easy answer. Obviously, if they go get somebody better in free agency, that's that. But if I got to choose between. But who's out there? Peyton now? and Mo- Yeah, nobody's out there left. If I got to choose between Peyton and Mulder, man, I just see Mulder miss too many of those first shots. Right? He, he's like a guaranteed to miss <laughs> his first two or three shots every game. And so here, here's the interesting thing, right? They, they did add some shooting. I wonder if they added enough defense to not need that. And I, I do wonder if they probably need a big more because, like, who, they don't have a – unless you're banking on Wiseman. Well, first against of all, the bigs. I do think James Wiseman will get a significant amount of minutes next season. Maybe it's eased. You know, obviously he's dealing with the knee thing. Although he's getting closer, we see him out on the court. I uh, saw so him playing horse. As you've pointed out a number of times, he's humongous. He's <laughs> he's a giant. I mean, this is I know this is kind of like the first time you've been around him in person, right? Because last year was obviously all Zoom. Did it? You knew? I mean, you know the measurement seven one big. You've seen him on TV, but did it surprise you how big he was? Yeah, I've forgotten. I saw him um, like last month talking to Jason Richardson, uh, and Jason Richardson is like six six. You know. I mean, he just looked like he looked like a little point guard next to him. And it's yeah. like, yo, this dude is huge. And then the hair kind of adds to it, right? It Adds almost it embellishes. Yeah, it almost embellishes how big he is. And he's never been like a skinny dude either. That's to me, that's the thing about him and even about Kaminga. Like you see, like like guys like Scotty Barnes, right? You see some guys come in and obviously Evan Mobley, like they need to put on some weight. Like that's what it is. It's what most rookies are but you know Wiseman walked in with some beef on him and Kaminga's the same way like that dude is pretty built for a guy who's 18 like I mean he'll obviously fill out that body but man if he's like this at 18 you start thinking what is he gonna look like at 22 he's gonna look like Jordan Poole who's also buff now what's up with that 
Right? Uh, Swole pools. Warriors, Warriors out here. Remember, they didn't have athletes for a while. Now they're out here with some 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 bangers. Joe Lacob. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so the we were talking about um center. You mentioned center. I think that I could see the argument for like bringing a Marquise Chris in and like, you know, maybe he, he, I don't know, non-guarantee if he's willing to, to do that and come to camp and like decide where you feel like the roster needs are. How does Marquise Chris look or what, you know, and there's a other, there's a few other like bigs out there that maybe veteran bigs who could make a little bit of sense. But at the same time, Wiseman's going to get some level of minutes and, and you know, and how he plays will dictate it if he gets more and more over time looney probably going to start the season uh as a starting center and obviously if healthy which is an if but you know if he remains healthy is is good for for 20 minutes um bielitsa is going to be your stretch five which they really you know wanted that dimension they've added that so he's going to play a role and get a chunk of time and then they're going to play a lot of like Draymond JTA lineups where there's no center, you know, name your center. You know, Draymond basically is and, and JTA can guard bigs at times. I, I remember JTA playing against Utah last year and boxing out Gobert really well in a home yeah, win. And they, yeah. they were like, you know, he's kind of a center now too. It's part of the reason they traded Pascal was like, he's become basically a center on this Warriors roster. So, I mean, that's the only position he could play for this team. Yeah. yeah. I think, and this is the argument they made. Remember, there were several times last season they had no healthy centers because, you know, yeah. Wiseman's out. Looney had to miss, sprain an ankle and miss some time. And it, there was always a question of, like, don't they need to add a center? And they actually played pretty good basketball within it that. It was the best was, ball of the season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was JTA and Draymond. And, you know, I, I think I remember Kerr's argument when we'd ask him, like, you know, are you guys thinking about adding a center? He was always like, are we going to add somebody that's going to come in and not play? Um, and yeah, and at this point, not only not play, but you know, take up Gary Payton's roster spot or something like that. I don't know that that that's the right move. I think the 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 guy that I'd make the case for is Marquise Chris, just because of the the relationship he already System has, fit. yeah, and the institutional knowledge he's got. But it really is a matter of philosophy, right? That that's what they weighed last year. They went small, they took off, and. It's just really how they want to buy in. Wiseman is the counter to the small lineup, right? He's the guy who's supposed to be athletic enough to play like, to run like a small guy and be able to do some of those things, but still big enough to be a true center. But the rest is philosophical, right? It's how do they want to spend those extra minutes? Do they want to go small and be able to run? Do they need that? Do they want another ball handler? Uh, Like, do they want to pick up the pace defensively? Like those type of things, or do they want to, be able to bang you know up against these centers in the west i think what i think what they do with this spot will tell us like how much last year impacted because they went small and that's when they went on the run that's when they got good i also would just say they they use the second overall pick on a center you know how at this point like nine ten months ago we understand wiseman's developmental growth has been stunted by no summer league, no training camp because of COVID, the wrist injury, the knee injury, which which wipes out a big summer and another summer league. And like, you know, yeah, they think he's going to be ready for training camp, but it might be an eased in training camp. Yes, that, that, that should properly concern people about what James Wiseman can give in year two. But at the same time, like, I don't know, pressure's on them. Like they need to get the guy they use a valuable resource on, on number two court, overall yeah. pick and is 
making whatever eight nine million this season, whatever a second overall pick makes. Nine point like one. He's got to like by middle of the season be somewhat of an answer. I'm not saying like 35 minutes a night start him for sure, but like hey, develop new developmental staff. You know, work with them. Hey, Kenny Atkinson is on the yeah. clock. We should talk Kenny Atkinson the by the way. Um, hey, you know Steve Kerr, figure out. You know he keeps talking about this like simplified role. Like put it into action. You know, get him just doing the stuff he does well right now, which is like. You know, dive into the room. There were games last season. They played like the Spurs, and James Wiseman was like a big time positive impact because they had him in the dunker spot, and they had said they had like taught him the proper spacing on in that spot. And you know, Aldridge was playing super poorly that night. That was when like his legs weren't moving well. But I think Wiseman had like eight dunks in like twenty two minutes, and it was like you know he's a main reason they just blew the Spurs out. Uh, so figure that out. Figure out how to 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 get him maximize what he does well. You know, shield what he does in as well as possible, and he is one of your centers. Yeah, the the only case that I could see is, I mean, what what he doesn't have and probably could use is a veteran center, not a veteran power forward playing center, but somebody who could say, all right, I'm gonna take you to the side. I'm gonna show you some tricks. What's, what's David West doing these days? Yeah, right. Where's Marcus All? Did he resign? Zaza's in the front office. Zaza's ready. I mean, that 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 is a way though that you can solve that, right? Like get somebody on your staff who knows bigs. Like Wiseman is that important? You just laid out why he's so critical to the future, how much they got invested into him. Get somebody down there who could show this dude how well, to how to I do mean, it. On, as, if we're talking staff, I understand that he wasn't at an NBA center, but this is what Milojevic is there yes, for. Absolutely. He has not no been question. around this summer. No he, like he, he will be around, I assume, like starting a training camp. He's still, I think, tying up. But that's what wise of a need is some of that old yeah. Euro tech, you know what I'm saying? That the craftiness. That's what that's the idea right? of him. Yeah. And, you know, you talk to coaches and they mentioned, you know, they call him Decky, but Decky's been like, hey, he's gonna like you know come in and it's like that. I think that's yeah. I forgot main, about him. That's a good good call. Yeah, that's his main coaching role. Uh, but you oh. know, and and that's on Jama. That's on all the 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 remaining coaches. Uh, and you know, front office people. We see Livingston out there. Livingston was was having a conversation with uh Kaminga the other day. He was part of the workout with Jordan Poole, and it's like it's Livingston, nice to Livingston have, can show him something down low. <laughs> Livingston sure. and Wiseman were playing horse together with Hilton Armstrong, another coach. Another, hey, by uh, the way, yeah, another, another seven foot big. Your video coordinator just happens to be yeah. seven foot. Yeah, that happens with NBA experience. Um. So, yeah, I mean, like, and Hilton Armstrong sitting there, they're playing horse, and he's having conversations with James Wiseman. So, you know, one thing that this Warriors team, particularly after this summer reboot, is, like, kind of organizationally, like, they don't have a lack of, of voices. Oh, my now. gosh. That's for sure. Yo, so the the one of the funniest things I saw in Las Vegas <laughs> was Kenny Atkinson playing nutso from above the rim by himself. <laughs> So Slater had been explain it. Explain it. At Slater had been telling me, like, Kenny Atkinson is a is a guy, right? Like he's a he's a unique figure, uh, and his presence is just it cannot be missed. It's there. So he's so full of energy, right? He just he's just energy, and if you just watch him, man, he just be doing stuff, and we, you don't know what he's doing, but like he's into it. Whatever he's doing, he's into it, and he has like this almost like not almost this kind of admirable like i don't i don't even care what people think i'm just gonna do it so after practice right after he's 
first off, he's having this extra long conversation with uh with uh Ron, uh, Adams. Ron Adams, right? And uh Chris DeMarco. And it's just funny, he's talking to Ron Adams and he's over there like demonstrating whatever he's talking yeah, he was about. Yeah, like doing defensive stances <laughs> and like shooting mechanics. He's just over there like he would just like start he's just talking and then he just break onto the court, get into a squat and start sliding his feet. So then like after all this, keep in mind this is well at least an hour later. Then he's, he's like working the, people yeah. out by the way. He's like out yes, there with like all he's the doing players, like, like the coach's job. And then after all that's done, everybody's pretty much done. I think the last person on the court might have been Mulder uh, or Looney, I think, had showed up and was working. And Kenny Atkins is on a far court by himself, literally like doing defensive slide drills and uh, running, running ladders. Yeah, running, running ladders. <laughs> and he's like, you know, and he's saying, like, I'm trying to keep myself in shape. And you, he but was it like looks talking. like he's playing somebody. It looked like he's having a whole moment with some, like somebody's there with him, but he's just by himself. Like, so when he's doing these defensive drills, it's almost like he sees somebody in front of him and he's guarding them. <laughs> like the dude is funny, man. He, yeah, it's 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 endless energy. I mean, it's like you said. Oh, I mean, mo- like w- when the workouts break up, usually people go, "Let me go sit on the bench for a few minutes." Kind, you know, just just kind of got their workout. Let me rest a little bit. He's just going station to station to station, and then he's like, "Oh, nobody's out here. All right, well, got to well, keep myself occupied some way." And then he just starts running lines and stuff. Uh, you know, it's, then you, he's really nice and energetic when you meet him, right? He's like, yeah. you know, he's got that handshake that's gonna yeah. be like, yeah, man, you gonna get a lot of energy in that handshake. Yeah, you gonna feel for it sure. <laughs> and then uh, it's like he's—you could tell he's just making an impact organization wide. I mean, like Bob Myers is up there at the pre-draft press conference, like, yeah, Kenny's been in the the meetings, and and when we went to Miami to meet with Kaminga, like we brought Kenny along, and Kenny asked, like, what do you want to see? Or we asked Kenny, what do you want to see out of him? And he's like, I'm gonna do a rim protecting drill. I'm gonna do this drill. And now that we've been around him more, you can just see him in Miami with oh, Kaminga, yeah. like just running him through a circuit. No question. Like you, you could tell. Uh you could tell they value what he thinks too. Like you could tell, like it matters what he says. Uh, even, I don't know if we should say, yeah, we probably shouldn't say it. What else we saw? Let's keep yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but just like his influence will not go unnoticed. Right. And he, cause even some of the people who were already on the development squad, like they, they are excited. He's there, right. They're like, yeah, we, now we like, we got a really good piece. So, his impact is going to be critical, right? Like he, he's yeah, coming in as a figure for sure. And like, you still have Mike Brown there who they basically have like equivalent roles and Mike is a personality. I mean, Mike is his own guy with his own gravitas. And then obviously Steve is, is, you know, the head of the staff and Steve is like very, like everyone's got a voice, to, you know, it's part of the reason the warriors are like how the warriors are. We're like, everyone seems to, be able to, to to opinionate on some stuff and and it's part of the reason why i think we're allowed in the building to see this stuff facts right yeah 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 so, no, no yeah, we wouldn't have been able to see all that if for most teams no question <laughs> that's a fact uh but any anything else from from the time down there i mean we haven't talked much moses moody we don't need to get too deep into it i mean a, again i mean it's just you 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 see all the glue stuff he does the way he moves off ball, his advanced knowledge of the game, a bit more, you know, offensive stuff to him than I think sometimes you think when you just see him moving out Man, there. Man, I didn't know he had dives like that. He was dropping a couple – like, he can pass a little he bit. He sees passes. He even had one yesterday. It was, like, right in front of where we were sitting. You know where we were sitting in Vegas. It was, like, right deep baseline. 
and he was it wasn't an assist or anything but like the a pass had been overthrown to him and he was like falling out of bounds and he had to save it in and it looked like his only place to save it was right to somebody on the raptors but he like threw it really smart angle like at like next to the raptors guy's shin where he couldn't reach it and it bounced to a teammate and it just happened at like the perfect angle of the view and we, a few people on press row were like, whoa, that was like a really nice pass. It didn't lead to anything. It just saved the possession. They swung it back out. But it was like, geez, that's just like a really smart like pass. It was nice a skill angle. that you didn't yeah. know he had, right? Yeah, that's yeah. What it was an ability. Uh, I was I'm, I, I was uh, obviously reading your Jordan Poole piece, and uh, it was, you know, what was interesting. Well, not interesting, but like obvious, but still something that was worth saying. Like he's he is going to play the big role that it looked like he's ready for. Uh, and we saw him, we saw them be very, a little, Steve be a little hesitant with him last year. That's definitely okay. patient, right? That, that feels like that's out. Like he's, uh, I think it, Steve told Kawakami, uh, who's probably going to start. I believe he said the term was like, it's his gut feeling. Gut feeling, yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's, that's not nothing. Um, and a lot of the Warriors, reticence or hesitance to go out and get a star you know we presume that it was because they had a a lot of belief in jordan Poole. but if they're talking about him basically like you're starting next to steph uh, that's showing that they they're expecting a big jump from jordan Poole, and that's a big deal If, if they get it it's it's a game changer what what he did down the stretch last season i don't think organizationally can be overstated and I'm not just talking, hey, he came back from the bubble and he hit some threes, and wow, we might have something there. I mean, I'm talking about the the seven games. Remember they had that homestand where it was like, you got to win every game to make sure you yeah. avoid being in the 9-10. And then, obviously, the two playing games, which they lost. But, I mean, he played well every game. Every, every game. single game. And he straight. played well in the non-Steph minutes, which were huge. Yeah. right. That, and that's in a the Steph burden. minutes. And and, in, yeah, absolutely. You know. He became the one he became one of the guys Steph was relying on at the end. Well, like, and uh, so so that's a that's the point there too. I remember just t- talking to people in in the days after the season. You know, they they're going through exit interviews and you know, you just 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 chatting up like, you know. And it, I mean, it was kind of like uh, heartbreak is too strong, but man, you know how it is. And when a season ends abruptly like that, and they did think yeah. they were going to at least get a first round title, it was like, oh yeah, we could have done this, could have done that. But within every conversation, it was like, mm, well, how about pool? You know, just wow, he he showed something. Like he got them to overtime. I mean, play after play after play in in, in all those moments. And you talk to people, and they'd be like, he earned Draymond Green and Steph Curry's trust, and Steve Kerr. Oh yeah, Steve no Kerr's question. faith then. And like there, the reason this is not like, you know, you're going into the second season with James Wiseman and there's like this idea of man, if they could develop him, if he could, he would change the team with pool. They, they actually believe like he's already shown it. So, and and I don't mean just like, you know, a couple of people, like I think organizationally that they have a strong belief in pool. No question. Uh, it's worthy too, right? Like he earned it. Um, to, to think of where he ended and where he started, <laughs> uh, that's it's pretty incredible. Like, uh, you know, he clearly has the talent, but man, I mean, remember the guy couldn't hit a corner three, you know, without hitting the side of the backboard. Uh, there were times where it just didn't like he would ever be able to shoot. And now he might be your starting two guard, right? And now you could see them going Steph, Clay, Jordan, Poole, 
at, a, at a big moments uh, in big games down the stretch, right? Like that could be. I mean, and they they won at Bradley Bill. Um, like you, you get the arguments for it, but if if they get a, a percentage of Bradley Bill out of Jordan Poole without giving up the the bounty they would have had to get up. That's that's the magic that Joe Lacob is kind of making on, right? Like that that is the magic right there. You can see it now. It would be magic. Yeah, right. Chase Center, twenty thousand <laughs> in the arena. No, because I mean the dude's twenty. What 22? 21, 22? He's younger than Davion. Yeah. No, you're right. He he is super young. Um. All right. Anything else from Vegas before we send it out? Nah, we good. Uh. Oh, we, we don't talk about this enough, but uh. We did. Dame, Damian Lee, I think, is going to play. Damian Lee is going to have something to say about all this before it's all said. Yeah, and he's, I believe, 600K of his contract will be guaranteed three days from now, yeah. um, which kind of locks him in. Basically, uh, yeah. And I, you're I think, right. I mean, he's steady. I don't know. Sometimes we stop talking about, like, just steady, like, guys who just do what they do because it's like, I don't know. what. Like, There's no strong opinion either way. It's just like, to, I mean, he's a good He's a good, reliable He's a good player. I mean, uh, JTA, again, we're not talking about too much. But those two are the kind of backstop of the rotation, right? You know, it's, you know, I feel like they know what they can get from those guys. Yeah. I, They're like Kaminga I, I wonder, right? though, I like, wonder, though, if, I don't know, sometimes it feels like, the Damian Lee, Mike Mulder are in the same boat, like the conversation. But I, I don't. Uh, Damian Lee's got to be safe, right? Like he's not. I mean, I he's, like sitting, he he's played, sitting next to Steph Curry, Bob Myers, and Draymond Green yeah, yesterday. He played. He played well enough to differentiate himself from that that in danger spot. And I, I do think you know, I do think you. I, I feel like we're we're gonna talk about him. Uh, coming up and, and like he's going to have something to say about how this roster shakes out. Like like for instance, it, I mean you talk about you need shooting. I, I'd much rather I prefer Damian Lee getting the shot than that open extra pass shot. <laughs> like you want that to be Damian Lee more than Michael Mulder. You know who else is going to hear this slander and may have something to say about it? Marcus Thompson. Michael Mulder might hear this. Michael Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Mulder got to make higher percentage of shots training camp could be interesting watch, watch he go on a tear though watch, watch michael Mulder I mean, get hot i mean he's got it in him for sure it's just that those two he always missed those first two like just make the first two he actually was a better defender though than i thought he would be he actually he, played, he's tough he he's kind of wiry strong yeah he's um, long and those long arms actually help but you know he's he's not like wing size he's like more guard size like six four but yeah. Anyways, uh, all right, Marcus. Appreciate you hopping on, talking all things Vegas, and we will talk uh, probably maybe late Whatever. August, September at some point.